by making up for lost time. Show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm Jake Westbrook, and my spooky co-host here is McLean Westbrook. Spooky is right. Halloween is coming up pretty soon now, isn't it? That's right. It is, as they say these days, spooky season. <laughs> That's what the kids say, anyway. We got just the type of programming to bring out the Halloween spirit in you. But first, an unexpected guest. McLean, go get the door, all right? Why do I have to open the door? What if it's some kind of ghost or goblin here to haunt us and I get possessed or something? Uh, it could be extremely early trick-or-treaters. That's just as scary. We don't have any candy yet. But I guess I'll get it. Well, unless the kids are balancing on each other's shoulders in trench coats, I don't think this is a trick-or-treater. What's that? Nothing. Hello, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, I'm your upstairs neighbor, Frankie Spork. Right, right, Frankie Spork of the Frankie Spork Detective Agency. Come in. Jake, this is our upstairs neighbor, Frankie Spork. Ah, the famous detective Frankie Spork. Nice to meet you, but uh, what brings you to our neck of the building? Yeah, nice to meet you too. I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, being a detective and all, I'm in the middle of a pretty big case. A lot of pretty important people involved, you know, shady doings, backstabbing, that kind of thing. Just wanted to let you know there might be some people by my office tonight trying to bump me off, so if you hear some noises upstairs, lady, don't worry about it. That's uh, just me knocking some goons around. Yeah, we, uh, we've noticed you knocking goons around upstairs before. The uh, walls are kind of thin, you know. Oh, you have? Sorry about that. I tried to keep things quiet, but you know how the criminal henchmen are. Oh, yeah, we totally get it. Well, great. So if you see any of them around here, you know, you just let me know. That would be, um... Hey, guys, guys, guess what, guess what, guess what? Ah, oh, there's a goon now. Quick, you two. Get down under the desk before the shooting starts. What? What? Whoa, easy, easy, Frank. That's just our janitor. Don't shoot him. The janitor? What, he's not a goon? No, it's just Sydney. Yeah, it's just me. Uh, hi. Don't shoot me. Oh, uh, hi. Sorry about that, huh? Well, when you're in my business, it doesn't pay to let someone get the jump on you. Well, you know, it's kind of like the janitor business, you know. Except it just doesn't pay, period. <laughs> yeah, a little janitor humor there, yeah. Very funny. What did you come bounding in here to tell us about, Sydney? Oh, right, right, right. Well, you know how Maisie and I have been looking for a house together ever since we got married? Uh, yeah, I was going to mention to you guys, I saw some apartments in town. No, no need. You three are looking at the neighborhood's newest homeowner. Homeowner? That's right. Put the down payment on the place yesterday. Sydney, you just made a joke about your salary. How did you afford a down payment? Well, buying a home is not as hard as everyone makes it out to be. <laughs> you know, you just gotta save a little bit here, work some extra hours there... Find a house that's incredibly haunted, so everyone's afraid to buy it, and the realty company has to sell it for a fraction of the price. Uh, you don't need that as much, Anna. Yeah, Whoa, Sydney, what did you say? 
Uh, don't eat out this much. <laughs> Man, that is not easy to do. I... Uh, no, Sydney, no, no, no. What, what, what was that about a haunted house? Oh, right, 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 right. Well, like I said, we were looking for apartments and houses to rent, and the realtor showed us this listing, and it seemed too good to be true. So we ended up signing the bank loan before we found out that the house has been haunted for years, apparently. They've been having so much trouble trying to offload the place, they decided to lower the price until some stupid young married couple agreed to buy it without knowing any better. <laughs> Amazing and I are that stupid young married couple. <laughs> I'm terrified. No, oh, come on now, Sydney. You don't really believe in ghosts, do you? <laughs> Frankie, I understand you're new around here, but I can assure you that that is the stupidest question you could have asked. Oh, Frank, not only does Sydney believe in ghosts, but he actually used to spend quite a bit of his free time hunting them. Hey, there's an idea. Don't think of it as your house being haunted, Sydney. Think of it as an opportunity to do some up-close ghost hunting. Oh, fellas, there's a difference between hunting for ghosts in old abandoned buildings and having to live with a tortured soul of a, a long-dead Victorian widow or something. That's enough to drive a guy crazy. Can you charge ghosts rent? This isn't a laughing matter. How am I supposed to tell my wife that our new house is haunted? Sydney, come on, come on. How many ghosts have you seen in this house? I haven't even been in the house yet. I've, I've, been, I've been too busy to go out and look at it, and um, also I'm terrified. Well, how about we look at it with you? Yeah, we can prove there's no ghosts haunting your house. Well, I, I guess my odds of getting possessed are only one in three that way, so... Well, how about one in four? Uh, Frank, you want to investigate a potential haunting? Uh, I would love to, normally, but I've got these goons coming to bump me off in just a bit, so... Oh, come on, you can reschedule that. I really should do it tonight. Plus, I have that big investigation I'm working on. Yeah. Thanks for the invite, though. We'll take a rain check. Yeah, all right, well, see ya. It was nice meeting you. Well, folks, while we go look for ghosts, please enjoy some uh, seasonally appropriate music. Drop the records on the Victrola here. Music came through so sweetly low down 
Yet nobody knew Who was rip, rip, ripping around Swinging at the seance Black coats Swinging at the seance Blue notes Why the trumpet could have won a cup It's jiving broke the seance up And who do you think Did the getting away No one else but Billy May Kind of boogeyman, and he doesn't scare you with an every scream. He's a leader of a solid ghost boogie woogie band, and he makes them play on the beam. Every night when you're asleep, he starts with the rolling bass, and it's sure to put a nightmare in your dreams. When he gets them in the groove, they all start to rock the place, cause he makes them play on the beam. No one knows who he is, anybody could be him. Folks who peek, take a peek, and they claim they don't see him. So if you hear a piano and there's nobody playing it, and it's playing boogie like nobody can, when it hits a rhythm and your feet start obeying it, look out, it's a boogie-woogie man. That he plays, it's a tune that he made up And the ghost union cart that he carries is paid up He's really from another world, he's out of this hemisphere He's been sought by Philo Vance and Charlie Chan If it's boogie-woogie music, he's liable to appear Look out, it's a boogie-woogie man It's a boogie-woogie man It's a boogie-woogie man
was riding down the lonely road one day in Tennessee. The time was nearly midnight, it was dark as it could be. Dark as it could be. When all at once I heard the sound of music from afar, that good old mountain music on a fiddle and guitar. Fiddle and guitar. Who we? It was the Tennessee Ghost. Who we? It was the Tennessee Ghost. A fiddling and a picking like a thousand men or more. The strangest mountain music you ever heard before. The strangest mountain music you ever heard before. Who we? A mighty man was he. The ghost from the mountains way down in Tennessee. So I rode on down the valley. Suddenly I saw that giant hillbilly. My soul was filled with awe. Soul was filled with awe. One foot was in the valley, one foot was on a hill. A roar came down like thunder, he was laughing fit to kill. Laughing fit to kill. Who we? It was the Tennessee Ghost. Who we? It was the Tennessee Ghost. A fiddling and a picking like a thousand men or more. The strangest mountain music you ever heard before. The strangest mountain music you ever heard before. Who we? A mighty man was he. The ghost of the mountains from down in Tennessee. That ooky spooky mountains, that old man mountain from down in Tennessee. Is you a jitterbug? Well, this is the last call for the jitterbugs. Tonight at 10 o'clock on the Wardman Park dance floor, Washington's crop of jitterbug dancers compete in the semifinals of the Harvest Moon Ball, the finals of which will be held at the Griffith Stadium. There's no entry fee, but you must be 18 years of age or over. Enroll now by calling the Wardman Park Hotel, or better still, drop into the Willard Hotel Music Bureau today and fill out your entry blank. The grand prize is an all-expense trip to the New York World's Fair. And by the way, there's going to be a mob at Griffith Stadium both on both nights, so make your Harvest Moon Ball reservations by calling the ballpark or any of the leading Washington hotels. Fifty-five cents to a dollar sixty-five. That entitles you to see the five dance contests, and afterwards have the privilege of dancing yourself for three hours to the swing tunes of Glenn Gray and his famous Casaloma Orchestra in person.
there, Texas. What's you say? Are you whistling in the dark just to scare the ghost away? I know there's something following me that I can't see. Someone sure laid an awful hex on me. A hex? Aw, oh, Tex, that's pretty far-fetched. Man, I think you're just a little bit touched. If you'd have got a load of what I saw last night, you'd have passed the Yankee Clipper on his maiden flight. Last night I saw up on the stairs A little man who wasn't there He wasn't there again today Oh, how I wish he'd go away When I came home last night at three The man was waiting there for me But when I looked around the hall I couldn't see him there at all Go away, go away Don't you come back anymore Go away, go away And please don't slam the door Last night I saw upon the stair A little man who wasn't there He wasn't there again today Oh, how I wish he'd go away Get away from a vision that brings Intimate glimpses of intimate things A voice in my heart like a tart singer sings I wonder who's kissing her now The house is haunted by the echo of your favorite song The place is cluttered up with roses That have lived too long, much too long 
The ceiling is white, but the shadows are black. A ghost in my heart says she'll never come back. The house is haunted by the echo of your last goodbye. your house to be this far into the outskirts of town, Sydney. This is barely outskirts. Nothing around but cornfields and cows. Well, that was another reason why Maisie and I jumped on the opportunity so fast. We always wanted a home out in the country. Uh, here, l- let me get the door. 
you have the key for it? Oh, yeah, I got it right here. It's this uh, skull-shaped key on this big old metal key ring here. That seems a little on the nose. Yeah, I thought it was suspicious. I'd use a little oil on those door hinges there, Sid. Yeah, it's on my to your list. Yeah. Uh, McLean, can you turn the light switch on? I, uh, just did. Oh, no power. Well, what if the ghost stole the light bulbs? Don't be ridiculous. What would a ghost use a light bulb for? Yeah, it's probably just a fuse going out or something. Uh, you know what a fuse box is, Sydney? Uh, 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 yes, I do, but I don't want to say. Why not? Well, it's in the basement. Oh, come on. There's nothing to be scared about, Sydney. How do we know the basement didn't used to be a, a, a fruit cellar? Why, why would it matter if it was a fruit cellar? Well, fruit cellars are always the place that people hide bodies after they murdered their victim. Then the tortured souls of the poor undead, they rise out of the ground like, like, like rutabagas and haunt the place. If that basement was a fruit cellar, and if there were people that had been murdered in that fruit cellar, then, then that, that would make it the home base for the ghosts. If we walk into that basement, gentlemen, we will be walking into a den of ghouls. It'll be like the Trojan horse. That's definitely not how the Trojan horse worked. Come on, Sydney, you're being silly. Once we get the lights on in here, it'll be a lot less creepy. <laughs> I disagree. With the lights off, we can't see the ghosts. If we turn the lights on, we will see the ghosts. That is way more creepy. Don't ghosts glow in the dark? <laughs> you watch too many movies, buddy. You can't trust Hollywood's depiction of ghosts. Come on, be realistic. Sorry, I was talking crazy. Well, not turning the lights on isn't going to make the ghost go away. Where's the door to the basement? Well, I, I don't really know. I think it might be over on the, the wall to the right. If Is that right? Or is that left? It's dark. Uh, we'll, we'll feel our way over to it. Uh, oh, sorry for bumping you, McLean. You didn't bump into me. Oh, well then, sorry for bumping you, Sydney. No, that wasn't me. Something's not adding up here. I think my heart just stopped beating. Now guys, don't freak out. I think I just bumped into an armchair. You thought the armchair was me? Oh, it's dark, okay? Alright, let's find the basement. Hmm, I found a door over here. This might be it. Sounds like this door is going to need some WD-40 as well. Well, add it to the list, Sydney. Hmm, what's the point? Who needs quiet doors when you're about to be possessed? Don't be so pessimistic. How about a little, uh, vintage radio to, to lift your spirits, huh? Spirits? You, you, you get what I did there? <clears throat> well, anyway, folks, here's a, a father knows best, so... Sydney, you're shaking. Mother, is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. <laughs> It's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop.
And all us other chillin', when the supper things is done, we set around the kitchen fire and has the mostest fun. A listenin' to the witch tales that Annie tells about, and the goblin that gets you if you don't watch out. It's Halloween in Springfield, and the white frame house on Maple Street looks dark and deserted. Maybe that's because it is dark and deserted. The Andersons, you see, are heading home after a weekend in the country with their friends, the Palmers. And at the moment we find them, that is, their car is parked on a muddy and rain-spattered road between... <laughs> How am I supposed to know where they are? They don't even know themselves, like this. What does the sign say, bud? I don't know. It's dark out here. Well, light a match. Oh, okay. I don't know what's the matter with that boy. He doesn't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. If he did, he couldn't read the sign, could he, dear? Hmm? <laughs> Can you see it now, bud? Yeah. Well, what does it say? No trespassing. <laughs> That's a great help. All right, come on back. Okay. Daddy. What is it, Kathy? My feet are cold. Well, put them in your pocket. Mother. Jim, that wasn't very nice. She's done nothing but complain for the last three hours. She's hungry, she's sleepy, she's tired, she's cold. Father. Yes, Betty. So am I. Fine, I'll make a note of it. Boy, it's sure wet out here. Well, get in and close the door. Don't just stand there. Shove over, will you, Betty? Bud, you're getting me all wet. You poor thing. How would you like to get out every two minutes and look at a dopey sign? Bud, stop complaining and shut the door. I'm not complaining, Dad, but just because she gets a few drops of water on... Shut the door! Holy cow. Once we get back on the main road, I'll have you home in 30 minutes. That's what you said two hours ago. Well, I'm certainly not going to change my mind now. If you hadn't spent so much time lollygagging with the Palmer boy, we wouldn't have had to take this shortcut. Shortcut? Huh? What was that? Oh, uh, uh, nothing, Dad. I was just thinking. Well, stop thinking out loud. This is a very good shortcut. If I can ever find it. Oh, dear, it's too bad this had to happen. It was such a nice weekend, wasn't it, Jim? Yes. The Palmers are wonderful people, aren't they? Oh, they're nice people, all right. But Will didn't have to knock himself out that way. He was merely trying to be pleasant. He scared me. Oh, he didn't really, Kathy. He was just having fun. Some fun, you bet. Ha-cha. <laughs> Betty. Well, let's face it, Margaret. Just because it's Halloween, he didn't have to have ghosts popping out of the closet every time he opened the door. I was scared. I don't like ghosts. Oh, Kathy, for the eight millionth time, there's no such thing as a ghost. There isn't? No. Well, you just said he had him in all the closets. He had sheets in all the closets. You mean they weren't real live ghosts? There is no such thing as a real live ghost. How about a real dead ghost? <laughs> Betty, you keep out of this. I was only trying to help. You've helped quite enough, thank you. You and Marshall, the mechanical wizard. Now what did we do? The gas gauge doesn't work. The radio doesn't work. Nothing works. Marshall said it just needed a fuse. Marshall said. He works one week at a filling station, and that makes him an expert mechanic. Um, Jim, how do you suppose Will did that thing with the bridge table? What thing? Well, where the bridge table floated in the air. It was very clever. 
I don't know. I suppose he had wires hooked on it or something. I didn't see any wires. There's another sign. Where? Over there. Well, maybe now we'll find out where we are. Bud? <laughs> oh, no, Dad. Do I have to go out again? A little rain isn't going to hurt you. But I'm wet clear through now. Then you can't get any wetter. <laughs> go ahead, Bud. Holy cow. What they need in this family is a seeing-eye duck. Daddy? Now what? If there aren't any ghosts, why do people say there are? Because they don't have anything better to talk about. I know you don't believe in those things, Jim, but there was a chair in my grandmother William's bedroom. And it rocked back and forth and back and forth. It certainly did. You've told me about it 8,000 times, and there's still a logical explanation for it. Maybe the termites were pacing up and down. <laughs> Betty, that isn't funny. The floor was probably crooked, or the chair was standing in a draft. It could have been anything. But it was not being rocked by a ghost. I'm scared. <laughs> Dad. What's the matter, bud? Hey, Dad, you know what? Don't stand out there in the rain. Get inside. Okay, move over, will you, Betty? Oh, you're a pest. Well, bud? What? What did you find out? Hmm? <laughs> oh. Well, remember the sign that said Bensonville, 12 miles, and you said now you knew where you were? What about it? That's it. <laughs> what? Oh, Jim. You mean it's the same sign? Sure. On the bottom it says Blossom Loves Rocky. With a skull and crossbones. Bensonville. Father, we were here two hours ago. Jim Anderson. Margaret, it was an honest mistake. When I took the right turn, I guess I should have taken the left, that's all. Kathy said we should have taken the left turn. Since when does a nine-year-old child know more about roads than I do? Now. <laughs> well, if you're going to be insulting about it... If you'd only stop someone and ask... Like who? We haven't seen a soul since we left Mansfield, and that was three hours ago. Now what's wrong with a fool motor? Maybe you flooded it, Dad. Pull way out on the choke. Bud, would you like to drive? Okay. No, stay right there. <laughs> but you just said... I was driving cars before you were born, and I can drive rings around you right now. Well, sure, but... Father, is the switch on? The switch is on. Contact Roger, Wilco, Wahoo, only it won't start. <laughs> now, are you happy? Jim, you're losing your temper. I'm not losing my temper. I'm calm. I'm cool. And I'd like to take Marshall Palmer and stuff him down the nearest well. Why blame it on Marshall? He was only trying to help. The two of you fussed around with this car for two hours and you've wrecked it. Does it take two hours to put gas in a car? Gas? <laughs> you didn't say to put gas in the car. What? Well, we just checked the tires and polished the chrome and... You didn't say to put gas in it. Oh, Margaret, no. Betty, how could you have done a thing like that? Well, I didn't know he wanted us to get gas. <laughs> Margaret, I've been a good husband and a good father, but so help me... Ah! Help me. Daddy! Daddy, Daddy I saw it! You're There's a ghost! Me. Oh, Daddy, I saw Daddy, it! Daddy, stop it! Oh, oh! Margaret! Kathleen, stop choking your father, please! Oh, but I saw it, Mommy! It was big 
and white, and it had big, long wings. Mother! Are you all right, Jim? I don't know. Oh. I, uh... I think she's been taking lessons from Strangler Lewis. I don't see any ghosts. It was over there, bud. It had three heads and a long white beard, and I saw it out the window. Hey, there is something. It's the ghost. Oh, Daddy. Now, now, just a minute. Bud, I don't think it's a ghost, but I saw something. I don't see any... Oh, yes. Father... Jim? Now, there's nothing to get upset about, Margaret. It's probably just a billboard or a sign or something. It's a house. What? Sure, now I can see it. It's a two-story house, and it's got pigeons on the roof. Ghosts with three heads. <laughs> oh. All that excitement about a farmhouse and a few fluttering pigeons. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, all of you. Jim, where are you going? I'm going to see if I can't wake somebody up. I've got to borrow some gas. But, but, Jim, don't stay away too long, please. I'll be right back. Uh, Bud, maybe you ought to go with your father. What for? Well, it's very dark out there, and he might not be able to find the way. I don't know the way any better than he does. <laughs> Bud, why don't you stop arguing? I'm not arguing. And I don't see you jumping out in the rain. Of course not. Girls don't do things like that. Why not? They just don't. That's why not. Boy, is that a racket. <laughs> I go first. I'm a girl. I get this. I'm a girl. Who takes care of the men? Girls. <laughs> but this is hardly the time for a battle of the sexes. I wasn't fighting, but good gravy. Margaret! Is everything all right, dear? Honey, it's a house all right, but it isn't exactly what we figured. It's, well, it's a, a sort of an empty caretaker's cottage. What's an empty caretaker? <laughs> it's a cottage, Dopey, and it's empty. Oh. Jim, why would a farm have a caretaker's cottage? Well, that's what I was saying. It, uh, it isn't exactly a farm. It's a... Well, just figure it's like anything else, that's all. Jim, what is it? Well, it's, uh, the Pleasant View Cemetery. Oh, no. Halloween night, most of us won't be in quite such a fix. Instead, the pumpkins will glow on the table when the children come in from their chilly rounds, eager for the cookies and donuts and fresh sweet cider. And you know who else will be there to drink a cup or two of steaming coffee? The world's greatest coffee expert. Yes, ma'am, that number one expert will be on hand because he's your husband. Now, we could say we're the experts. Our Maxwell House coffee is America's favorite brand. But we know the final judge is that man of yours. And if you'll pour him a cup of Maxwell House, we're mighty sure he'll say, Best coffee I ever tasted. In fact, if he doesn't, we'll give you your money back. You see, we know there's no coffee tastes like Maxwell House because no coffee's made like Maxwell House. We're proud as can be of that wonderful good-to-the-last-drop flavor. So we'd like you to buy a pound and start serving it to that husband of yours. And if he doesn't say it's the coffee for him, 
Why, you send us the can and unused portion, and we'll gladly refund the price you paid. Our address is right on the front of that familiar blue tin. Find out just how much the world's greatest coffee expert, your husband, enjoys Maxwell House coffee. Always good to the last drop. A few chill moments have come and gone, and we find the Andersons' brave little band huddled on the porch of the caretaker's cottage. The rain keeps pouring down on the battered roof, and in the eaves, pigeons flap their restive wings. Or is it a belfry? Or are they bats? Well, anyway, the Andersons aren't worried. Not in the least. Chins up, shoulders back. They march fearlessly into whatever awaits them. Like this. I don't want to go in. You, Kathy, there's nothing to be afraid of. I don't care. I don't want to go in. Well, would you rather stay out here on the porch all night and freeze to death? I don't know what's gotten into you. This isn't just a cemetery. It's a, a monument of which we should all be proud. Those are the graves of Civil War heroes. Men who died for their country. Father! <laughs> what were you saying, dear? Uh, let's see if we can get inside. Dad. Any luck, bud? Nope. I tried the windows on the ground floor and they're all locked. Oh, Fine. I found a shovel out in back, though. That's nice. <laughs> if we can't dig our way in, at least it'll make a pleasant souvenir of the evening, won't it? Well, I just thought if there's a shovel around, maybe that means somebody lives here. Thank you, Sam Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Say, that's a good one. Sam Spade, because I found a shovel. <laughs> Get it, Betty? I got it, and you can have it. <laughs> What's the matter with her? I want to go home. We can't go home, Kathy. There isn't any gas in the car. And I'm not walking 12 miles in the rain to get any, either. Jim, we can't just stand here all night. I have no intention of standing here all night. First, let's see if we can't... Jim! It's, it's just the door opening, honey. That's all. Who opened it? I want to go home. I hear one more peep out of you, so help me. Jim, what happened to Bud? I don't know. He was right. Bud. Mother. You want me, Dad? <laughs> How'd you get down there? I don't know. I guess I fell off the porch. <laughs> Who opened the door, Dad? How do I know? But it's open, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> It used to be open. Oh, that's funny. It's locked, huh? No, I just like to rattle doorknobs. How could it be open one minute and locked the next minute? The, the wind, that's all it is. The wind blew it shut. Who blew it open? Betty, stop asking silly questions. What's silly about that? Bud, let's see if... Jim... Father. Never mind, bud. It's open again. Holy cow. All right, everybody. Let's get inside before the darn thing changes its mind again. Jim, this is a haunted house. Margaret. I don't want to go into the haunted house. Kathy, stop being ridiculous. There's no such thing as a haunted house. Jim, 
I know you don't believe in ghosts and haunted houses. Margaret, you don't either. No sensible person does. Of course, dear. But why did the bridge table float in the air at the Palmer's? It was a trick, Margaret, just like all the other stupid things Will Palmer did. Tapping on the floor and weird voices. You saw how he did those. But he didn't explain about the table. He forgot, that's all. And if you don't mind, I'd just as soon forget, too. Let's go inside. All right, Cappy. I'm only a little girl. I'm only nine years old. <laughs> Angel, nothing's going to hurt you. Uh, turn on the lights, bud. Mother, is it all right if I just wait in the car? You're staying right here with us. How about it, bud? Nothing happened. Well, we'll get a light somehow. <laughs> now what's the matter? I just walked into a spider web. Ew. Will you please stop complaining and close the door? Jumping creepers. All I wanted to do was get into the sixth grade. <laughs> Dad, there's hmm? an oil lamp over here. Fine, now we're getting somewhere. But there isn't any oil in it. <laughs> but. Yes, Dad? See what else you can find that isn't any good. Isn't any good for what? Just. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, gosh, I was only trying to. Mother, now I'll settle for the fifth grade. Wrong with that stupid door. But Don't look at me, Dad. I wasn't any place near it. I know you weren't. I was merely... Oh, here's what it is. It's just a loose screw. I knew there was a screw loose someplace. <laughs> you see this, Margaret? The latch is unfastened. When the wind blows, the latch slides over and the door opens. Why couldn't you open it before? Because the latch gets hung up when the door bangs shut. And stop bothering me. There's nothing mysterious about it. I'll be happy to finish the fourth grade. <laughs> Jim, it's very cold in here. Yeah, kind of clammy. Wouldn't it be warmer if we all just sat in the car? We'll get a fire started in here, and that'll take care of everything. Jim. Honey, there's nothing in here that can hurt anybody. A nice, friendly fire in the fireplace, it'll make all the difference in the world. Now, how about getting some wood, bud? Here's a whole pile of newspapers. Good. Hey, you know who's going to run for president? Coolidge. <laughs> but let's uh, get the fire started and stop with the jokes. What jokes? Just... Oh, get some wood. Jim, I know it isn't anything to be worried about, but that door gives me the creeps. Well, I'll fix that. Get this chair wedged under the doorknob and... There we are. Now I'd like to see it open. Come on, bud. Let's get going with the wood. Where do I get wood? I don't care where you get it. Just get it. Good grief. Well, that's a novelty. Daddy. Kathy, you know I can't stand that. What? Stop whining. I wasn't whining, Daddy. Hand me some of that newspaper, Betty, will you please? What a time to read. <laughs> Betty, help your father build the fire. Okay. Kathy. Yes, Daddy? You're whining again. I 
didn't even make a sound. Here's the paper, Father. Thank you. We'll have some light in here in just about two seconds. How's this for, Dad? Fine, bud. There we are. Ah, that's a little better, isn't it? Let's have the wood, bud. Father, Jim. It's an owl, Margaret. <coughs> that's all it is, just an owl. I don't like owls. You don't like anything. <coughs> Jim, what is it? Smoke. It doesn't seem to be going up the chimney. Must have their nest up there. <coughs> Want me to open a window, Dad? Yeah, I guess I best. Father! Jim! The chair! It's gone! I want to go home. Now, just a minute. There, there must be a little logical explanation. Chairs don't just walk off by themselves. Do they, bud? This one didn't. You just put it in the fireplace. <laughs> what? Well, you said you didn't care where I got the wood. <laughs> Jim, the smoke is getting awful. Bud, open the window at the top of the stairs. <coughs> and see if we can't get a little cross ventilation in here. Bud, do this. Bud, do that. Sounds like the only name you ever heard of was Bud. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I said I, I have to open the window. <coughs> hey. Father, I want to go home. Bud, what is it? It was a cat. I guess I stepped on its tail. Well, stop fooling around and open the window. Oh, Father. Daddy, I have a wonderful idea. Let's go home. Jim. It's a dog, Margaret, that's all. Just a dog howling at the moon. Dogs howl when somebody dies. Now, there's a pleasant bit of information. <laughs> Please. I'm not having a bad enough time. People jumping every time a dog howls or an owl hoots or a door squeaks. Dad. <laughs> oh, bud. Why do you have to sneak up and back of people like that? Sneak up in back of you. You certainly did. Jim. What's that? A cow. Just a plain, ordinary cow. What's a cow doing up this time of night? Looking for another cow. It's Rosa. Jim, all those peculiar noises. They aren't peculiar noises. We're out in the country. And they're just plain, ordinary noises. But they sound so weird. Father! What's the matter? We, we heard something. You're imagining things, all of you. You heard the wind whistling through the trees. It didn't sound like the wind. All right, what did it sound like? Like that. <laughs> well, that's nothing. It's just a, a board creaking, that's all. Jim, we've got to get out of here. How? Where are we going to go? I don't care where. Let's just go. I'm only nine years old. All right, Kathy, we'll leave. We'll leave right now. Not that there's anything to be afraid of. Father, it's coming closer. It's a dog. 
We've got you covered. Uh, stay where you are. Are you folks... folks? Oh! Uh, yes, we're uh, folks. Uh, who are you? Oh, I'm the new caretaker. Just moved in tonight. And I'm not sure I like this job. Jim! Uh, you see... There wasn't anything to be afraid of. Well, maybe there ain't now, but I was sure scared before. You see, for a while, I figured maybe you was ghosts. When you buy coffee, you certainly want to get the most in flavor for your money. And you know the world's greatest coffee expert can help you find it. Yes, ma'am. Just set a steaming cup of Maxwell House coffee in front of your husband. He's the number one expert. Watch him smile at the first sip. Listen to him say... Best coffee I ever tasted. Right then, you'll know you found the flavor. You'll know that Maxwell House is your coffee buy. Bring home a pound of Maxwell House tomorrow. See how much your husband enjoys every cupful. And count all the truly good cups of coffee you get from just one of those familiar blue tins. We think you'll be convinced that Maxwell House coffee gives you the most for your money. Because it's always good to the last drop. The horrible night is over at last. The Andersons are home, safe and happy, and as they dig into their breakfast cereal, Jim tells them exactly how foolish they've been, like this. I've never been so ashamed of anyone in my entire life. Why, you acted as though we were living in the Middle Ages. I wasn't scared, Dad. Mm. You certainly were. I certainly wasn't. You were just as scared as anybody, wasn't he, Kathy? He wasn't as scared as I was. I was real scared. Of what? Everything had a logical explanation, didn't it? Jim. Hello, Margaret. You finally decided to come to the party, huh? You haven't said a word since we sat down at the table. Jim, there was a phone call before you got up. Oh, who was it? Will Palmer. He said he hadn't been able to sleep a wink all night. Good. Serves him right. What do he want? He wants you to call him. What for? We just saw him yesterday. He wants you to tell him how you did that trick where the bridge table floats in the air... Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you two didn't believe in ghosts. We don't. Yeah, we don't. But I believe in whatever that thing down in the basement was. Did anyone get a look at that? I didn't. I practically ran through a wall as soon as I heard it. Oh, me too. Now, someone who's hunted plenty of ghosts in my time, fellas. I've never heard one make a noise like that. It was probably just an animal or something living in the basement. Well, what kind of animal screeches like that? The undead kind, that's one. No, no, it was probably just a... I don't know, a raccoon or a stray cat or something. Sure did startle us, though. You know, as someone who once fought a raccoon, I find that hard to believe. 
I don't know, man. That is the loudest, most ear-piercing stray cat I've ever heard. Well, then I guess Sydney's right and the place is haunted. <laughs> well, finally you're making sense. I'm being sarcastic, Sydney. Oh. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll go back in the house and uh, we'll, we'll find out what it was. You know, just because just it scared us away while we were looking for the fuse box. It, it doesn't mean we're gonna going to abandon Sydney and Maisie's new house forever. Well... There's worse ideas than that. There's definitely worse ideas than that. Sid. We can go back later. I don't think I'm up for any more ghost hunting tonight. Or we could never go back inside. That's an idea. Sydney, you're not going to abandon your house just because a noise scared us, all right? We're going to come back and, and find out what that was. Well, what for? Who needs a house anyway? D- did I ever tell you guys about the time I lived in a tree? Sydney, you can't raise a family in a tree. Well, monkeys do it all the time, and that Tarzan fella, right? Well, if you want more Yesterday Today, you can visit KISU.org or wherever you get your creepy, spooky, scary podcasts. Now, we'll, we'll see you next week, folks. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, all get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, all get up, how'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, woe is me. God who put my cheaters on, jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize, where'd you get those eyes? <laughs>